Welcome to The Data Coach, a podcast about how data plus people equals a data-driven culture. You'll hear from me, Lorena Vasquez, a passionate data lover, an advocate for data-driven organizations, and now your data coach. Do you recall growing up and seeing the short PSA that ended with, the more you know? Even to this day, I remember the shooting star with the old school word art font. I bring this up because in today's world, knowing how to read, interpret, and talk about data is more critical than ever before. Data literacy is a term that has increased in popularity over the last couple of years. With more access to information than ever before, it is no wonder that there is a whole industry dedicated to helping people and organizations be more data literate. What is data literacy, you ask? If you Google it, you'll get a few definitions. I like how Gartner describes data literacy. Per Gartner, data literacy is the ability to read, write, and communicate data in context. When we learn a new language, we learn the letters and how they sound and how to write them. We learn how letters make up words and those words make up phrases or sentences that hopefully have meaning. The same goes for data. We need to understand what the numbers are in order to draw insights and decisions from it. We need to understand the context by which those numbers are given, the same way we need to understand the context that phrases are set in. If this is the first time you're hearing about data literacy, don't worry. One Gartner study predicts that by 2020, that's next year, 80% of companies will have a data literacy plan. Data literacy plans in an organization can be seen in different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be called a data literacy program. You could see it in an organization as training programs around your data and business intelligence tools, your BI tools. In a mature analytics organization, there may be a center of excellence, a COE. The COE is responsible for training material around the metrics reported in your organization. They could be responsible in ensuring that people know how to use your BI tool on how to access data in your organization, but more importantly, how to understand that data and make use of it. Maybe you have uh, training programs that upskill your organization. These programs can include SQL training, an intro into data and analytics, an intro into statistics, maybe a class on understanding visualizations and more advanced analytics. If all or some of this doesn't hold true in your organization, maybe you are wondering why data literacy is important at all. So why is data literacy important? Let's talk numbers. We are generating data at an exponential rate. One study that I found shows that by 2020, which is next year, again, there would be around 44 zettabytes of data. That's right, you heard me. 
petabytes of data. That's 21 zeros if you're counting. Think about the amount of data that you yourself are generating each day through social media posts, through sites you visit, which track your user experience. Think about every click that you do on your phone or laptop. Think about every internet-enabled device you have in your home. It is all generating data. You may not be dealing with that amount of data in your workplace, but I want you to understand that whether we know it or not, data is the new language. We speak in numbers because that's how we can improve our business efficiency. We speak in numbers in order to determine performance. We speak in numbers in order to understand even how our favorite sports team is doing in the rankings. We do this every day, and it is important to understand the data that we are using to inform our decisions and the statements that we make. Data literacy is important because no longer can we just go on gut. The digital world is fast-paced, and in order for our businesses to survive, we need to understand the data that we are generating and be able to leverage it and use it in our favor. So maybe you're asking, how do I start with data literacy at my organization? First, start with an inventory of the data that you currently have. Understand the state of the data before giving access to people. If you give data access and your data's in a bad shape, I'm telling you from experience that you're just gonna generate confusion. If you can, clean it up, clean up that data. If you can't, then annotate your dashboards, your data sets, and training material, stating all the caveats. Repeat it so much that those being trained in turn say the same thing to you and to others. Clarity is key when it comes to data analysis and data interpretation. The last thing that you want is for people to lose trust in the data that they are given. That negatively impacts your user adoption of data. Once you have a good handle on your data, democratize it. I don't mean just leave everyone to their own will to run their own queries. Don't jump so quickly into that without having a good training program, believe me. Your training program should focus on a few areas. One, what data you have. Two, how to access that data. Three, what insights can and can't get from that data. That last part is important because you need to be able to explain to users the defined metrics. If there are multiple ways that data is defined, you need to resolve that as quickly as possible or you risk having the wrong metric being used. If it's possible, add to your training, add your training material as part of your company's onboarding um, material. In addition to the onboarding training session, have a frequent training cadence that allows data users and potential data users access to your training classes. This allows for your company's employees to gain new skills, to start making data-informed decisions, and overall, you're increasing the knowledge of how the organization as a whole uses data. These training programs 
shouldn't go without a built-in feedback loop. A feedback loop is important in order for your team to improve the content that is being taught and also for you to understand how successful your programs are. Think about it this way. When you were in school, your teachers needed to know that you understood the lessons that you were being taught. Now, I'm not recommending that you start creating tests in your training material, but you need to be able to gauge that people are actually understanding and retaining the material you are building. One way that you can further increase adoption and understanding of your data is by having people present the work that they learned in front of the class or in front of a panel. This allows for people to also practice how to communicate with data. And that's, that's the last leg of data literacy, being able to communicate and explain to others how to use data. It's not just about seeing numbers but more importantly, how those numbers came to be and the context by which the data is applicable. Data literacy should be a focus for your organization if it already isn't. The success of your organization in utilizing data as an asset depends on people's ability to read, write, and understand data. Now, what are some great resources to get started on your data literacy journey? There's a few places, I'm going to post this on the website, but there's dataliteracy.com and also the dataliteracyproject.org. These are some great resources to get you started and hit the ground running. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Data Coach Podcast. Remember to subscribe and don't forget to come back for another episode of the Data Coach Podcast. The Data Coach is hosted by Lorena Vasquez. You can find more information about this podcast and your host on thedataplaybook.com slash thedatacoachpodcast.